Welcome to another great story with your host, Nick Sandino, brought to you by the Village Christian Church. Do you know any great stories? We sure do. And we can never find enough time on a Sunday morning to tell them all. Here at Another Great Story, we tell the truth about where life change, life growth, and life purpose meets our everyday life with the hope that you might experience God in your story. Welcome back to another great story. It's been a little bit, but joining me today is Nate Ferguson, lead pastor of the Village Christian Church. I want you to sit back and relax and enjoy as we kick off a new series that we think uh, impacts everyone. So enjoy another great story. Nate, another great story. It's been a little bit since we've been back in the podcast, but we got a series we think is worthwhile talking about. Can't wait. There's so much good to talk about today. It's going to be a good fall across the board around here that people should participate in. I mean, yeah. I'm excited on everything through Christmas that we've got planned. Yeah. But the series that we're starting is called I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me. You got anything that you wish someone would have told you, you wish you would have learned when you were a little bit younger. Oh yeah. I mean, like where does the list begin? I, I would like to begin by asking everyone who's listening. We start this uh, series uh, in September, September 10th. My email is Nate at the village Christian church.com. Nick's is Nick at the village Christian church.com. Please send us your stories. Like what, oh, we what would is love it? that. We, so we can, and, and, and let us know if we have permission to share those. Um, because if you don't say, we'll, we'll probably share it because it's pretty, <laughs> pretty funny. But this week in particular, there's this one quote. Jimmy Fallon had this thing called bad advice. And it was like, you yeah. know, and one guy was like, you know, his wife said not to get him anything for his birthday. And his guy at work said, you should show you're a good listener and just not do just that. Just do that. Right. Yeah. So that's bad advice. And uh, I think he paid a price for that. And, you know, in my life, man, I wish somebody would tell me children um, scream all nonstop and we're not going to sleep for a little while. Maybe that's just the secret. Nobody tells anybody that. Right. Um, I wish I would have learned early on in, in leadership to uh, delegate more. I did too many things by myself. Yeah. That was a big mistake. Learned the hard way. Thankful for coaching and mentoring over the last 15 years or so. Um how many more do you want, Nick? I oh, could. I don't know. I mean, for me, it was like if I could go back and do education, I, I probably would have yeah. been more awake, more alert. Even little things, I was thinking, uh, Bennett's 13, and we're negotiating what time she goes to sleep <laughs> at night. She's the one that can, she's like she's me. A, she can stay up pretty late. She's a good negotiator, you know, too. You know, wake up pretty early, good negotiator and that stuff. And it's like I didn't realize how valuable rest was yeah. until much older in life on, like, slowing down. That's a... Rochelle thing, like get your oh, rest. Yeah. And you you got to do it. You got to discipline yourself. I, I'm What I'm concerned about in our culture today is everyone is getting their advice from the internet or they're getting their advice from popular opinion, a popular opinion or culture. And um, everybody's got an angle, right? I mean, culture's yep. got an angle. They're trying to get you to buy something. They're trying to get you to conform to a specific way. Uh, your, your friends and family even have an angle on, on a lot of different things. The only one who has your complete interest at heart is God. And we're moving more and more away from the Bible. Actually, I think we're ready for a revival. People are like, Hey, 
what does the Bible have to say about this? And sure. Because it's all there. Like people think it's not, sometimes people think it's not relevant. It's like, oh my gosh, every single topic, right? So we're, this week is relationships. Yep. I was got a lot to say about that. Many of it's countercultural. Yeah. Um, the next week is sexuality, which certainly the world has a lot to say about that. What's the Bible have to say? You know, right. what, what's it have to say about it? What do you think the misunderstanding is? There's people who have what they would consider their own truth, like, uh, you know, a foundation of what they believe in. Yeah. Um, and yet they don't really know what they base it on. Correct. They base it on what they feel. They base it on what they interpret. They base it on what they see. Uh, and yet, like, if you don't have something like that you can fix to, like, that's a that's slippery slope. It's, so when we talk Bibles are guide, what yeah. do we mean by that? Well, it's kind of like if you have a tape measure, right? We were talking about, you were concerned about, where's my tape measure the other day? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's kind of important, right? And and the idea is like when you pull it out and you're measuring to cut a piece of wood or to put something up, um, 12 inches equals a foot. Yeah. It just does, right? That's the that's the measurement. That's the standard. And when we start to get to a place where like someone's going to build a house and they say, you know, I feel like 11 and a third inch is a foot. Yeah. You could feel like that all that you would want. But the reality is your house is going to fall over because you're not yep. building it on the right um, measuring system. And so that that's the Bible is our guide. You know, the Bible has never changed. It's the right. living, breathing word of God. And, um, and it's been true since its inception. So you're actually really bright on this and culture is, is kind of attacking scripture on, on some Completely. of those things. Like culture is saying like scripture is irrelevant or it's outdated or it's been changed over the years. Um, different things. Have you heard any of this in any of your oh, like, yeah. interaction? It's, it's uh, we're biblically illiterate right now as a culture. Um, more and I mean, I can, I mean, how, how far you want to go into this? Well, you know, it's I like mean, in 50 years ago, people took their kids to Sunday school they learned the stories. They understood what the Bible was. It was revered um, to a degree. And then in the last 10 years, maybe 20 years, that has gone way down. People just don't take their kids to yeah. church anymore. And a variety of reasons. Youth sports is a pretty high one. Um, but there's a lot of others. and Sure. Um, there's just something that's slipping away yeah, generationally. Just, yeah. Like what was valuable to great-grandparents was less uh-huh. to grandparents, less to our parents. Yeah, you, and, and to be to give the, the other side of the view, like in the like 1600s and 1800s, you, you had, um, you know, churches, church leaders. Um, I shouldn't say the denomination, but uh, they held the scripture just for themselves. So if people were illiterate, they, they it was only held at the the, the church. I'm trying not to say sure. a specific one. Yeah. But then it was like they had control. They had the control over the forgiveness of sin. They had control over what the Bible said. Nobody could interpret except for that leader at that particular place. And so like then you had the printing press that came along and all of a sudden you could print the Bible. Right. Gutenberg. And, and then it's like, wow, you know, it's like everybody could read it. They could understand it. And it was this great thing, but um, we've, we've kind of lost that. I think the, also in our world, it's really cool, right? It's so neat that we have um, search engines, right? You can yeah. just literally Google anything. Yeah. I'm not advocating for that company in any way, shape, or form, but it's very convenient, Right. And, and people will, you know, how do I fix my toilet? I, I, I Googled that, you know, cause yep. I had to 
fix that. It was cool. YouTube came up and there's the video and, and I can just do it. So then you have like, what do I do in my marriage? What do I do? Sure. Instead of like going to what's the Bible have to say, we go to the easy technology da, 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 and like, I'm not even sure where it's at in the Bible. So I'm not even going to. Oh yeah. And it and looks and, overwhelming. It's so big. Where do I start? Yep. You know, I yep. get it. Here's the excuses we commonly get. Like I get confused when I read scripture. Uh-huh. I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, I need to get back into that. And so it becomes like a checklist. Like I, I read my one chapter. I read my two you know, yeah. checklist and like our heart would be that you slow down and spend yeah. some time with it. Spend some time with God's word. Let him be the one who is communicating with you on these things right before we started this podcast and we have a meeting immediately after it for the second week. I just thought I'm going to write down, I'm going to put a document together that has all of the scriptures regarding the specific issue of the second week. And I'm already over 10 pages right now, Nick. Oh. My, my thought was, and that's kind of single space, you know, thing. So it's like, how many trees are we going to kill to give a thousand people in person? Here's what the Bible has to say about this. And we're not even scratching the surface. Right. So like, which do we highlight specific ones, you know, and then like put a, here's the list of all them. You can look up them on your own. But what we're finding is um, people are searching for the truth. Yeah. They've tried this. They've tried that. They've, you know, this is what my neighborhood says, right? If you want to see like good marriages, go to the neighborhood that like actually promotes that. If you want to see bad marriages, see the, go to the neighborhood that does not promote that. Like that, all the people gather in one garage and the other, and they're like, we hate our oh. wives, we hate our husbands. And that happens, right? Or they're like getting together as couples and they're like, we like our wives, we like our husbands, and yeah. we're doing that. So there's like the, um, what is the soccer mom? What is the football coach's family? Like, what, what do they think about this? Probably good to get a different opinion. Um, what does society say about this right now? Well, and then we don't even realize our culture. What's the movie? Everything we're putting into our brains. What is the what is the, oh, what's yeah. the music we listen to say about this? Well, it's pretty scary sometimes. Yeah, it's what, pretty dreary. Right? You know, that's why some of these like people are popping up out of nowhere, and they're having like all these hits on iTunes because they're they're like speaking truth, and and people are like, I want to hear that. You know? And, oh you know, yeah. That, right. And so there's all this like technology and information at our fingertips. So it's a wonderful time that we live in. It's, it's really yep. quite re- remarkable and I'm grateful for that. But on the ideas of relationships, husband, wife, friendships, any, you know, son, daughter, all that stuff on the idea of sexuality, which is a massive uh, thing that's under attack. I believe in our culture today on the idea of forgiveness. I mean, yeah. H- how many of us, we all need to understand that. Well, it, we have a different view when we teach on these things. Yeah. And if I poke through guilt, like if I'm if I'm calling people to the carpet a little bit, guilt that they carry or insecurities that they carry, it's you can watch their posture change in their seats because oh. there's such a underlining like I would love to feel forgiven. I'd love to walk out of here without shame or yep. without a secret. Mm-hmm. And and the idea that somebody could provide that you know, that God provides that God that, provides it. Yeah. It is, is, is unbelievable. It's almost too good to be true to some yeah. folks and you can see them like physically change their posture around it. Completely. And yet, this is, you know, we're almost teaching in a reverse order of like, here's the, not a reverse order, but here's the problem that we're seeing yeah. and here's the good news about it. Like, yeah. This isn't a meant to yeah. like bury you in your chair, scare you no. off. This no. is a God who's for you. This no. isn't a God who hides from you either. 
So like I was talking, I was talking to the girls, like God isn't like hiding out from you, not wanting to be found. This is God who's revealing himself in yeah. scripture, giving us a spirit. So like the mystery is, is like he wants to be known. Like this mm-hmm. is a great thing. And if people knew that even if they've been far off for a long time, this is the kind of series you dive into head first because this is a God who says, I'll meet you right where you're at. Yeah. I, not only that, this is a series you bring your friends to. This is yeah. a series you bring your neighbors to, your family to, and you just say, we're locking in and we're going to be there every week in person. That's so valuable to be there in person. But if we cannot be there in person, like you have a vacation Sunday this last Sunday, right? Yep. And you were yep. just watched online. And, right. um, and I have a vacation Sunday in November. I think I have one coming up in November. Um, I'll either go to, but I'll, but, but you can stay connected to this. Right. And going back to forgiveness, you were talking about like a, the posture change. I remember one individual went through rooted and um, got to the end of it and said, this, this, this was a 40 year problem of understanding forgiveness. And now I understand it. And now I'm living in a different way. Right. And it was yeah. just, it just took scripture and explaining and, and understanding that. Um, I believe the fourth week is escapism, Nick, that we're talking about. Yeah, so that's one that was like a hot button issue for me. And honestly, it's because it's a struggle for me. Yeah. I want to check out at a certain point of day. So we're not, um, we don't have like much for unhealthy habits. But man, at eight o'clock, the majority of my kids go upstairs, ah. you know. And, <laughs> we got too and, many of them. And Bennett, Bennett quiets down in the other room and kind of, went, I just want to sit on my phone. And so to fire up my brain and to get something going, yeah. And, um, or yeah. if I'm feeling a stress about the next day, and, and so like it's it's something that we haven't talked about as a culture, but I think that we're on the forefront of addressing because everybody's up for an escape. The whole like notion. Remember watching Cheers? We went to Boston this summer. Yeah, like that notion was like you could stop on your way home from work and check out for a minute. Yeah, with where somebody knows your name, where you're, you know, like. They're always glad that you came. All of that. Like, why do we have that desire? Well, a real relationship with God can satisfy that. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring that up. We, we did go to Boston this summer. It was a lot of fun. We didn't make it uh, to that site. No, Cheers was I, a mile walk uphill. And yeah. Your, your and wife said, absolutely yeah, not. I, I was happy to make that walk. On We made it. And I think there was a couple of the walks we made that she was, um, you know, that maybe were too long. But anyway... Um, but we saw Paul Revere's we house. Saw it all. We, we saw yeah, the um, whole. What's that Freedom path? Trail? Freedom or, Trail. Yeah, we just did the whole thing. It was a blast. But um, you know, it's interesting about that. What you just talked about is we're made for community. Yeah. Right. And people are starving for it. And people are starving for it. But often we escape into things that are not real. Yes. We escape into things that are not people, um, and and that can be. If we have no real relationships with one another, it'd be fun to Google. Here I am you know, saying, because it's just so simple and easy, how many one another passages are there in the New Testament? Oh. And if you look that up, it's quite significant. I want to say like 300, but I'm not I'm not sure. Somebody can well, Google give me, that. Give me one yeah, second Yeah, while here. you're doing it. So I'll keep I was looking of, for another piece of information. Yeah, there. like how many one another passages. So like we need community. We were designed for community. God is a God of community. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. Even in that there's three different parts and it's all working together. Jesus had the disciples. What's the number? So this, I just, 
Googled it. How many one another scriptures are in the Bible? It says the phrase one another is derived from the Greek word, whatever, um, mutually uh, and reciprocally. It occurs a hundred times in the New Testament. Approximately 59 of those occurrences are specific commands teaching us how and how not to relate to one another. Yes. And I, my apologies to all of our listeners. I was thinking of do not fear. That's 365. That's 365. Yeah. But the one another's are, you know, love, bear with one another, comfort one another, rejoice with one another, uh, so on and so on and so on. So encourage one another, lift up one another, all those different things. So I think I can't wait for that escapism message because um, I think we need to focus on the thing that's actually going to fix the problem. We're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole yeah. and it's a it's an escape now right. I'm all for like I'll play solitaire on my phone or I'm not we're not trying to say you can Yeah, can't. you go have a round of golf and you <laughs> right. and you have fun with a friend. Yes. But it's it's when there's like a real issue. So this was an yeah. interesting stat. Savannah uh, listens to brilliant podcasts. Sure. Savannah's taught in Cole City. She's sure. taught here once in Manuka. Yeah. Um, helps us out with student ministry a lot. She sent me uh like a link to a neuropeptide that they're working on that will increase a chemical in your brain that you only generate in community. So people are, their lifespans are shortening yeah. because they're shortening their community environments yeah. and there's, there's more loneliness. So now they're making a drug. They're making, that a, they're making a treatment that will simulate yeah, in that, your brain so that you, you know, as a, as a treatment for depression, as a treatment yeah. for loneliness. Listen, and, we're, we're all for, um, good counseling and psychotherapy <laughs> and all that stuff. So if there's an imbalance, you got to have that. But that one seems to be yeah. a community issue. Yeah, that we try can all, community we, first. We can all solve that. And the problem is, I was just talking to a good friend today, and I was like, you need community. And mm-hmm. he said, so do you. I, he was like, "How it was? how's it going? I said, well... We have growth in Manuka. We have growth in Col City. We have growth in Seneca. We have growth in online. online. There's more campuses to come. There's all these different things, and it gets a little lonely at the top because we're 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 pulled in literally five directions yeah. on a given week, and you can't be in all those places. And but you're trying to be in all those places, and it's uh, lonely in a crowded room. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm feeling that, and I'm and I get to kind of do this for a living. My guess is a lot of us are feeling that way. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's something to, I, I can spend a lot of time with a lot of people, but, um, so I'll give a, a shout out that's fun because you haven't gotten to meet this person yet and you'll oh. be jealous of me. Okay. But on, uh, what day was it? We had Monday off mm-hmm. and Labor we day. went out to Ben and Maddie Larson's. Yeah. With one week old Bo Got to see the Larson. baby. Yeah, and we got to meet oh. Bo. And I'm in last place behind you know, the, the girls and Lauren <laughs> on getting to meet him, but it was so fun. We got to pray for him and meet with him. Oh. Um, and here's where my brain was going in that was, uh, I, you know, we were in Joliet the day before, um, in, in chaos, like Labor Day weekend with tons of people around. And yet just an hour spent with three people yeah. was some of the most meaningful time spent of the whole weekend. For you sure. know, it's a new baby. Like we sat with them, we prayed with them. There was, there's something about authentic, friendship that people are just missing out on. And I've started texting friends. I think you need a more quality friend. 
And yeah. you should take me up on that. Like we should be a better, yeah. a, let's, let's do that together. A better friendship to yeah. one another. And That's a vulnerable thing to say out loud. Oh, it's a vulnerable thing. It's a really vulnerable thing to actually do. Like I was yeah. same thing, talking to lady this day. Hey, we're loading up with groups right now. Group, yep. group life is so critically important. And if you feel like, boy, Nate, you've really talked about this too much. I apologize. We're going to keep talking about it because it's, it's the answer. How many people so, have you been in life group with over the last 20 years? If you had to take a guess. Man. I bet I bet we've had... 100 or more. I, I was going to say, I bet we've had 100 to 150 yeah. different people at our house Yeah, in the last 10 years. And what got me thinking about this was I was preaching in Cole City, mm-hmm. and one of the takeaways was promoting group and, yeah. and community. And what we're talking about isn't just like a group where, hey, we're going to do a you are going to do a Bible lesson. You should have somebody pray. Sure. But the, the community of doing that with people ongoing yeah. and sharpening one another yeah. and Jason and Devin are there. Yeah. They've been over there, you know, since it started, mm-hmm. they were in our first small group before we all had kids. Well, that was over 13 years ago. Yeah. You know, how old's Jack? You know, we Man, like, third, so it was, fourth, yeah, he's, it was before all of that, 10, 13, 14 years ago, they're still meaningful friends to us. We haven't been in group forever. Why does God create that community in us? Why does he create with him at the center? And we see that like this one another, this language of, I just get so excited because yeah, we're going to go from this series to, well, and it, we can just plug real quick, um, September 10th through end of the year. Every message is going to have a life group little video. You and I, me and Charlie, me and Sarah. Yeah. Hey, here's a recap of the Sunday message. And here's the questions that you have for tonight. Here's how to answer them. Here's how to, you know, let everybody participate. And like, we're making it as so easy. You literally just have to push play. Right. It was Joey or who? The gentleman oh, was like, Joey. Our, I, I got buddies. Yeah. Think, Joey's I, in our life group. I think I can just have them over. If I could just push play, I think this would be really good for them. Right. Joey went public with his faith, I think four to six weeks ago, got baptized here. Yeah. That was a special day. He's been coming to our life group for a year. Phenomenal. Um, and then that was just that Sunday. So he starts Pulse on Sunday night. That's yeah. his first volunteer role. Yeah. And he's like, do you mind if I, like, I think he was afraid he was going to hurt my feelings. Ah. He's, I was like, no, no go no, no. invite your friends and go That's start good. a group. That's you good. got these four or five guys. He's bringing them to church. Ah. He's sitting around his home. We're going to be in his living room via video yeah. and, and leading yeah. the group with him. And so yeah. then it goes from maybe you get a community in the next four weeks. Yeah. Think how different your year would be by year end. You get a community in the next four weeks, yeah. then you go through a one at a time series, which is going to be excellent oh. on on how to on how God pursues you and how we then live out the Great Commission, which is to bring others to Jesus. Yeah, how did Jesus change the world? Just one at a one time. One person at no a time. No social media. No. No. No face recognition. None. Like nobody saw him and was like, "No, we just, don't even know exactly what he looked like." Yeah. So you think about the impact that guy had. And it makes me wonder what your Christmas would look like if you just joined us or if you just got your neighbor to join us or your kids or your your wife or your husband. Yeah, the last topic we're going to hit, which could be interesting one, Nick, is baptism. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. I wish and someone would have told me about uh, baptism. baptism. Like, what is that? Because so many who are listening have a unique perspective on that. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, baptize as a baby with my family, da da da, da. Yeah. I'm like the 10th generation to do that. Others are like, man, I made that decision when I was eight. I don't know if I really knew what I was doing. Sure. Others are like, I did when I was pretty sincere in junior high, but had a 
real rebellious time and right somewhere along there. And do I need to do that again? And, and like all, all of those questions. Right. Right. And I'm just going to see what the Bible has to say. I wish yeah. someone would have told me maybe could have, you know, it just probably wasn't all that good for our marketing is here's what the Bible says. Let's try it. You know, kind of thing. right. <laughs> right. Cause, there, Cause there's some, there's just some great stuff. Oh, and I mean the, the Bible's always like clear is kind. That's a Rochelle statement that yep. she's like yep. in, instituted in me, but clear is kind. So I just want to see in scripture because this is a God who's for me. And if God's for me, who can be against me? And I want that, that kind of message to go out. That's our, that's our approach in the series is this is clear. Like yeah. this is kind. This is a God who's for you, not against you. Maybe you've always had the wrong image of God. Yeah. We want to see some of that corrected. You, you know, if I could go back and I'm, I'm going to talk about something. I think we're good on time here for a little bit. You're the, you're the leader. So you, you cut me off when I'm off. So All right. I love to play golf. I was athletic. You know, one thing I appreciated that people told me is your athletic career will end. Um, yeah. And so when I finished high school basketball and we lost, I cried, you know, because I was like, well, that's it. Well, then I played in college. It isn't all that great because it's Bible college, a bunch of geeks and weirdos. So, um, but even that ended. And I kind of knew like somebody was wise enough to say it will end. Like, yeah. so just enjoy it while you can and be done. But um, then it's like, well, you get older. What do you, so I still play basketball, do different things. Well, I started to play golf. Well, I wasn't very good at it because I didn't know what I was doing. But I didn't have any money. I didn't have nice equipment. I wasn't going to pay anybody to tell me. So I just kind of struggled for 15 or 20 and had kids since so you have time. Well, then my kids got older and they're like, we want to be on the golf team. I'm like, this is great. And they're like, we don't know how to do it. I'm like, don't worry. I'll show you. I didn't know what I was doing. I just said, watch and learn. That was my, yeah. my phrase to them. So stupid. They would watch and they learned the wrong way. And they're like, we're not getting any results. We're not going to make the team. So I broke down a good friend of mine. He was a very gracious guy. Marty. Seneca said, grad. Yep. He said, I'll teach him. I said, fine. So here, so we gave, we arranged it all out. They went and like, get, pick him up from the first lesson. How'd you do dad? Everything you, you're wrong. Like, I'm like, what do you mean I'm wrong? You know, well, you don't have this right. You don't have that, you, you know? And then I was like, well, that's stupid. So I started listening to them explain to me how the right way to do it. Changing your golf game this late in life. Yeah. And cause I didn't want them to beat me. So then they started getting good and I was staying the same. So then I called Marty and said, whatever it takes, man, I'm going to pay you. I, I got to learn how to do that. And then he taught me the right way to do it. Was it a I, change? Massive, massive. Like my scores improved dramatically. Really? I can still beat my kids by a lot. In fact, whenever we That's play, not their story. It's, they think that they've got to run on you. Yeah, because it's me versus them. So they take their two shots Best take ball. the best of it versus me. And they won't, they are ruthless in talking trash, but I still beat them pretty regularly. But the point is I didn't listen to the right advice. Yeah. I needed the correct advice. And once I got the correct advice, the results were massively different. So I'm hoping that those who are listening today um, I think, depending on where you're at, but it, but if if you would just give God's word a chance in your relationships, would, I think it, I think it would just change your life. It would change it's, everything. If you change your marriage, it would change your parenting. It would change your friendships. Everything yeah. changes everything. If you listen to God's advice on sexuality, which oh. is like the greatest one of the greatest gifts that He has given to us, it's a great yeah. thing. 
but it's been so twisted and distorted and yeah. ruined by yeah. our culture today. If we'd listen to God's advice on forgiveness, what a, I mean, the results are going to be, this is one of those series that um, it's going to change your life. All yeah. of them should, and they, they do. Yeah. But these in particular, because they're so day-to-day, we're all in a relationship. Yep. We all struggle with sexuality. We all need forgiveness. We all escape. So it's just incredible. Yeah, it'll be so good. It, it's almost like the series could have been not just I wish someone would have told me, but I wish I would have listened. Ah. And so if, if, if that's you, we want you to, you know, if you've ever beaten yourself up and say oh. I wish I would have listened, there's still time. If Go ahead and email us that. Like yeah. somebody told me. And I just didn't. I listen. wish I would have listened. And then I yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty yeah. sort of thing. So it's gonna be fun. Thanks for uh, giving us a preview, Nate, yeah, of the series a little bit. We're super excited about it. If you're looking for a good church home, you can join us in uh, Manuka, Illinois, in Cole City, Illinois, at our campuses there at nine and ten thirty services. Um, Seneca, Illinois, has one service at nine thirty to ten thirty. You could join us over there. We and man, full house on this past yeah. Sunday. I was, uh, so get there early. Get, and get there early seat. to get your seat. Um, you know, we but, anticipate a big fall. In, yeah, we're excited Seneca. for Seneca. And there's always online. You can stay connected. One of the things that used to beat us up was if you missed a week, it was gone. You couldn't catch back up. Not anymore. Join us online. Be a part of an online community. Let us know where you're listening from or watching and watching from. Um, and we'd we'd love to follow up. Send you a free cup of coffee. So can I say one thing? Oh sure. Wherever you're at, if you're listening to this and you've got people you want to invite and you're not in our area, email us. Yeah, we'll make we're, some things we're, happen. We're getting ready to to figure out some things to where we can help you, and um, and that's the key. We're, we can we can equip you. A church for your community is closer than you think it is. Yep. Yep. So and, that's and on your easier heart. than you think it is. And a church could be ten people. It could yeah. be your neighborhood. It could be your cul-de-sac. A yep. church could be. Um, you know, I'm just going to throw it. If anybody has a heart for prison ministry, like we're, we're leaning into that. We're looking into that. Like 15 last night, I heard two, two different small groups over at the Grundy County jail. Indeed. And and I were praying big for way more opportunity to that in way more significant correctional facilities. Um, and so we're just uh, praying for that, but we just, uh, we love you. I mean, that's the thing. Whatever, whoever's listening, we, we care about you. We want the very best for you because God wants the best for you. Yeah. And, um, Don't ignore that whisper in your heart. If God's itching, knocking at something, like email us. You bet. So thanks for joining us on another great story. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for another great story. Make sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss our latest stories. And if you are in the market for a great church home, check us out at thevillagechristianchurch.com. We've got more great stories ahead, and we can't wait for you to hear them all. So until next time, keep living another great story.